Hello, and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. So Constance, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about red flags. About red flags. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, I think we all agree that... Red flags suck? Red flags suck. (laughs) I couldn't find the words. I couldn't find the words. I filled in the blank for you. Oh, thanks. That's why why we have co-hosts. Yeah, that's why we work well together. All right, so um, let me me ask you. We talked the last episode about... Well, really and truly, we never really brought up the words trusting your instinct, but I'd like to propose that we kind of fill the viewers in on our version of trusting your instinct. There Mm -hmm. are butterflies you talked about versus Mm -hmm. what I I would call anxiety. And Because I brought up the song by Halsey. I think it's called Graveyard. And I, I think it's a cool song. And I listen to lyrics. And I think one of the coolest lyrics in the song she says something like, the warning signs can feel like butterflies. And so when it comes to red flags, I think that's something that we need to talk about. I do too, because I've experienced that. Okay, do tell. I will tell you. So I was in a relationship with um, boyfriend number one after my divorce. Okay, B1. B1, B1 or BF1? B. B1. B1. Yeah, B, BF sounds like it's a best friend. Yeah, he wasn't. No, no, yeah. no. Not, so, not my BFF. Okay, okay, so. So in case you're not keeping track, there's H1. Husband one. H2. Husband two. B1. Boyfriend one. B2. Boyfriend two. All not the best of relationships. No, not the best of the best. Remember, I go okay. to the bottom of the barrel and then, then under the And then and the lift bottom. up the trap door. That's where I find them. And then them. dig under the rocks that are under there. Correct. You, you Listen, you all don't know that there's a secret compartment. Only, like, I know. So that's where I find yeah. them. So don't worry. Um, you won't find them. So, okay. So I remember, we can go into the, the meeting and all that. I, I there's, there's so much to be told because there's so many red flags. And I think if you're not educated which Mm -hmm. I was not, I maybe would have saved myself a little bit of heartache. This guy, he gave me what I, and I knew, I knew, I just thought I had PTSD. I thought from my marriage, I was like, just messed up. Okay. I would be around him and I would be shaking. Wow. Like I felt so much anxiety. At the time I was boxing and I was dealing with some concussions. So I thought it must have been that. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep. I felt always on edge when I was around him specifically. I would sit at the end of the couch, like petrified. He was a really big guy. I thought maybe that was what it was. Maybe I was mm-hmm. just intimidated by his size. He was different than what I was used to. Um, I made all these excuses up in my head as to why my body physically felt so anxious. When and it was like him. that. The entire time, the, the entire year we were together. The entire time? The entire time. Wow. And I did not know what it was. But, but at some point, you felt like this relationship was good. Yes. 
and intellectually in your mind, you thought it was good, but your body was telling you something different. Correct. Correct. Wow. Okay. I thought this relationship was everything I had ever dreamed of. And it was, but it was all a facade. Wow. It was all fabricated in many ways. Listeners would definitely want to hear more about this because you say you felt like this relationship was everything you ever wanted, mm-hmm. but yet you're filled with anxiety Correct. whenever you're around the guy. I mean, those things seem contradictory. Here's the thing. Have you ever met someone and thought to yourself, I dislike them? You know, especially, I, I like to use romantic. I mean, this could be you, you with dis- anyone. You dislike them? You or dislike you? them. Okay. You, for mm-hmm. some reason, do not like them. I like to use romantic relationships mainly because you are meeting the person for the first time, and there is a first impression. Right off the bat, let's say we're going on date one. Mm-hmm. I sit across from you, and I'm like, I don't like this guy at all. Right. Most people would be like, see ya. Yeah. But I am, maybe it's the Catholic school guilt that has been instilled in me. I'm like, no, don't be a bitch. Don't, you know, discount you. Don't judge a book by its cover. Like, I'm trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I have learned time and time again, your instincts are always right. You Mm -hmm. eventually will learn that that person is toxic or makes you uncomfortable for a certain reason. And I think that is something, had I been educated on this and had I known this and had I worked on emotional growth and had gone through therapy prior, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into this relationship. But I think we all go through a lot of therapy at times to resolve the issues that we've gotten ourselves into and to not repeat the same mistakes. So is that just romantic relationships for you? Or anytime you meet someone and you feel like, I don't like this person, you still want to give them a chance? I don't anymore. But yes, in the past I have. And it has always come back to bite me because I was always right. What made you get to the point where you said, I'm going to trust my instincts? Was it just the volume of of these relationships. I think it was. I think it was a lot of trial and error. Volume. It's not. It's not really that many. I say volume, so yeah, it's probably not that many. But it's a lot. But you four times. The fourth time, you go, okay. I need to listen to my instincts. Yes, it's happened with even people that have wanted, you know, wanted to work for me in my mm-hmm. own business. I've thought this just doesn't feel right, and you know, I would hire them, and sure enough, it would be like I should have listened. I should have listened. So I think that you do. Your first initial impression is huge. And I think if you can tap into that, it tells you a lot. And it's realizing and and being aware of of your feelings, which is something I'm into because I meditate and I'm trying to get Constance to do it. (laughs) Maybe one day. Have you ever felt any sort of weird feeling when you have met somebody or butterflies in your what my son would call Tommy. Um, Have you ever had butterflies in your tummy? If I meet someone, like I've met people and thought, I don't like that person. There's just something weird about them. Okay. I'm not. I'm not hanging around. Like you, I, you're out of there. I'm out of there. When I meet someone and then you just, like you said, you just hit it off from the beginning. I go, that's a that's a good person. I want to be around people like that. I mean, there's people that that I've met, especially in in our industry who are, I meet them and they just rub me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And and it's like we're on different, it's like they're on a radio station that I can't tune into. Yes. And so I sort of just steer clear of them. 
No, I'm like, no. you know what? I'm going to date you and see what radio station you're on. Because <laughs> I'm just curious. And see if I can change you to my radio station. Like, sometimes I, I would, in the past, get closer to people because, you know, you realize, the listeners are going to realize how absolutely fucked up I am, just so you know. Like, putting yeah. it all out there. Yeah, so you'll get to know what I know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Joking. So, I, uh-huh. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm about to get fired. Yeah, right. I, you know, this is going to just be um, Constance in her own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nice being on these right. these few podcasts. Thanks, Jerome, for yeah, yeah the first three. Right. Okay, we're done. we're done. Thank you. <laughs> just leave the mic. You don't know how to operate this equipment. <laughs> you need me. I do need you. So I would want to get closer to the crazy to see how crazy it could be. Here's a here's a perfect example. Okay, I had a girl. For some reason, I could not stomach her. And it sounds so mean. I do. I feel mean even saying it. Mm-hmm. She took my class years and years ago. This is a, a, one of your— A student. A student, okay. She came up to me and she said, I can't sleep because I am so excited to take your class. Now, let's, wow. we're gonna, we'll get to red flags in a minute. Okay. If that was ever a red flag, first mm-hmm. of all, I mean, if you work out, you are not laying in bed. Not sleeping because you're so excited to see your instructor or trainer the next day. Okay, that's weird. Maybe you just have that effect on people. And then part of me is like, my ego comes out. And I'm like, maybe I am that great. Maybe she does really like me. Maybe I'm changing her life and she really can't sleep. Now, no, I should run. I should run. I already knew I didn't like her. Mm -hmm. She just, something about her rubbed me the wrong way. But I was like, oh, like she loves me. I mean- She doesn't sleep at night. Sure so, enough. So do you so you feel like your ego maybe was involved a little there. Where yes, I'm gonna be honest. My ego probably was involved, mm-hmm. and I ended up becoming very good friends with her. And I was like, see, don't judge a book by its cover, Constance. People are nice. Well, what ends up happening? The girl basically like single white females me. Wow. She pretty much wanted she wanted to be me for Halloween. <laughs> that is a not, that's oh, a serious oh, thing. Oh this isn't even God. a joke. And then oh. she would interrogate my daughter, who was about 10 at the time, about who I would text, like my friends, wow. and what I would text them, and where did I go last night, and what did I say when I talked to so-and-so on the phone? Like, she was like a stalker. Wow. And I had to cut her out of my life and my business. And how did that go? So, so she became one of your best friends. She's now kind of in your life a little bit. Yeah, a lot of She's it. Sounds like she's obsessed with you. Yes. Is there? <laughs> did, well, okay. So I got to know this. Did she yeah. dress up as you for Halloween? She wanted to, and I deterred her greatly. I was like, "Please don't do that. That's super weird. People will think that's crazy if you come into my studio dressed as me." They so, would think you were involved in that. They would think that I yes. What and and what is a Constance Halloween costume? What is I, that consistent? I would assume it looks like I'd a fitness horrified. instructor with blonde hair. Wow. I don't know. I don't oh know. Oh my god! I love that. Please tell me, oh, my God, I wish there were pictures of that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, that was the story. And I, that is when I realized I can't get close to crazy. So, when you had to try to cut her out of your life, mm-hmm. was that difficult to do? Because she's kind of in there. She could be not. Like, I would see her at the store in the neighborhood, and I would be, I'd go running. Because I was like, I was, afraid, I was actually afraid she would do something crazy. Because that's how nuts it kind of got. 
but yes, it was difficult. And I don't remember what actually ensued and what happened. I think it had to do with work. I think like her drama was coming into work and I just said, I'm sorry, I have to let you go. And we are no longer friends. It's creepy. And I think that's, I think I blocked her and it, I went no contact. You said we are no longer friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. No, I divorced her ass. Oh man. So what do we call practice. her? H1, H2, B1, no, B2. No, no. She's just, what do you call her? F, F. S, single white female. SWF. SWF. Yeah. One. Well, I only Is had there, one. Only there's had only one. one? Okay. Well, we just uncovered this one and there may be, there may, there be, may more. be more. We got to see. Okay. I have a lot of history. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Okay. First off, let's talk about what red flags are. Well, red flag. I mean, I think as the name implies, it's a warning sign. I think universally red means stop. Mm-hmm. So not only is it a stop sign, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a waving, waving in front of you. It's a waving stop sign saying, no, go the other way. Get out of here. Okay, so let's kind of go over some of the examples of red flags. Mm-hmm. And then we can get into, dive a little bit deeper into like some of the red flags that you maybe have seen. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a bunch of good ones. Okay. I'm ready. I got lots you, of them I'm, in my back pocket. She's got lots of them. You're going to want to hear these. <laughs> I think that in many ways there's some overlap with our earlier episode where we talked about toxic behaviors. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, toxic behaviors are red flags. Agreed. But don't you think when you first meet somebody, Mm -hmm. you do see red flags and you, what do you do? What do you do when you see red flags? I mean, you say you stop, Mm -hmm. but have you? Well, well, red, well, that's the thing. Red flags for a lot of people, even though they should stop, they don't. This flag is waving at them saying stop, but they don't. And so you get, for example, SWF, who comes and love bombs or, or flatters you, and it, it, it stokes your ego. Right. And who doesn't want to feel better? Who doesn't want to feel good about themselves? Who doesn't want to feel like they're important or making a difference in someone's life? Correct. The issue then, I think, becomes interpreting these red flags. Because some, sometimes these red flags are waving, and then instead of stopping, we run toward them. We're like the bull. We're like the bull, yeah. I'm, totally. I see red and I'm like, go, go, go. Let's get there. You yeah. Know? It's like, well, the, like the people that you meet and they say, oh, my God, you know, oh, I've been, I'm, it was love at first sight. Or I knew when I met you that we were going to be together forever. Right. That's kind of a red flag. Yes. Yes. First off, I think that we deny red flags a lot of times. Would mm-hmm. you, would you? Agree with that? We deny that we see them. Okay. I think we make excuses for a lot of the red flags we see or your ego. Oh, well, they just really like me. They're really sensitive. They're really in tune with their feelings. For example, if someone Mm -hmm. tells you, I was in love with you when I first saw you. Yeah. It would be hard to not want to believe that. Right. Because it makes you feel good. Right. And there's mirroring where a person kind of finds out who you are, what you like, and they're into that too. Yep. Oh my God, you love Comic-Con? Me too. You love salsa dancing? Me too. Oh, me too. It makes you feel good. And so while you should be looking and saying, hmm, you never liked Comic-Con before. Mm -hmm. You never went salsa dancing before. Why do you like it all of a sudden? Right. 
But we sort of look past that and run toward it like the bull because, oh my God, that makes us feel good. We, we have so much in common. And you're, and sometimes it's all about the timing. You know, a lot yes. of us get out of, let's say, long marriages or relationships, and we want to find that person that mm-hmm. jives with us, that yes. relates to us, that mm-hmm. likes the same things as us. And I think I will be the first to attest, there are people out there and I'm going to give you a lot of examples of one of them, that look for women, people. My example Mm -hmm. is he was looking for a woman who was just out of a relationship, who was fairly broken, who was feeling unfulfilled, and he basically preyed on them and tried to be what they wanted. And that was my boyfriend number one relationship. It was sick. It was sick. I didn't realize it all until... It was a, a year later, but I will t- I will I will tell you all of the red flags that I've seen because there were so many. And until you're out of it, do you really see them for what they were? When, and I imagine the challenging thing would be, for example, if you were not being supported in the last relationship, and then all of a sudden here comes this person that says, "I love everything that you love." And yep. I'm going to support you in that. And like you said, it's it's kind of predatory behavior. Not kind of. It is it predatory is. behavior. They're looking for you know people that they can do that to. People that are missing a piece to their puzzle, and they're going to be that missing piece, no matter right. what it takes. Right. Tell me what the piece is, and I'll contort myself to be that piece Right. long enough to get you hooked. Yep. And then I'm going to go back to my normal shape. Yep. My life. Yeah. Was that a good analogy? That was a great analogy. See, good I told one. you. Good one. All right, so here's some examples of red flags. Are you ready? All right. All right. Let's get, hear the first one. Lack of communication. Huge. So you're, you're with somebody and they can't communicate. Yes. It's a red flag. I, that's, a, that's essential in a relationship. If you can't communicate. How are you going to get through hard times? Hard, exactly. All right. Irresponsibil- irresponsibility, immaturity, and un. Uh, unpredictable behavior. Yes. See? I'm saying it like I'm... Yeah, I, I, like you're like, <laughs> yep, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree. Continue. A plus. Yes. Okay. Lack of trust. Yes. So if somebody doesn't trust you, that's a red flag. A lot of the things that you just mentioned there, when you talk about a healthy relationship, those things are essential to a healthy relationship. Communication, trust. Predictability. Predictability, uh, dependability, responsibility. Mm-hmm. All the itties. Maturity. Maturity. All the itties. (laughs) (laughs) And so those things are essential to a a healthy relationship. Okay. Significant family and friends don't like your partner. Have you ever experienced that where your friends or family are like, "Uh uh-uh, dude, like this is not, this is not for you, but -hmm. you're like, they don't know. Or is that just me? it's, It's not just you. I just handle it differently. Okay. When we, when did we talk about, I don't was it the last episode you asked me an example of a toxic relationship? Yeah. Okay. That was last. And so that person, I could not imagine her meeting my mother. Really? Yeah. My mother- You think your mother would be able to see right through it? My mother would see right through it. Now, my mother handled things in a way where she would never tell me what to do. Okay. But I know my mother- and my mother would probably have looked at her and gone, no. Mm. She wouldn't tell me that. But I know how my mother yes. is. So my mother, I would never have 
introduce my mother to her. Wow. That says a lot. If we had gone farther in the relationship, I mean, I probably would have had to eventually. Okay. But I would have known what my mother was thinking okay. when she when she met her. Okay. In other cases, and so this is one of my issues. We, we spend yeah, a lot. Yeah, let's of, talk about your problems. We, my we God. spend a lot of time on your your issues, so we'll, we'll talk about mine for a bit. One of the things that I have is one of the issues that I have is wanting to make sure, wanting to to have the appearance be that everything is okay under control. Okay. So, I would handle things in such a way where if I knew that there was a behavior that my friends and family wouldn't approve of. I would try to either avoid that situation or try to find some way to not let them see it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Did I answer your question? Yeah, okay. totally. Okay. Okay, so you have, you've, all right, all right, that makes sense. Okay, controlling behavior. It's another red flag. Feeling insecure in the, you feeling insecure in the relationship. Well, because and, you, you feeling insecure means that, your gut is telling yes. you something. We're going back to it's, the... It's like you sitting at the end of the couch. Did you say you were shaking or, or just... Yeah. You're just nervous. I was... Yeah. Nervous. I was literally shaking. Yeah. Dark or secretive past. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not... If you, like, killed a couple people or... <laughs> <laughs> rob, rob, you know what else? No. Bank. But here's the other thing. Okay. Here's a red flag. Mm-hmm. How do you know they have a dark or secretive past, right? How about... The people that are constantly bad mouthing their exes. Now I know it, you might think I'm. I don't bad mouth them. I honestly don't. I mean, there, there's funny stories to be told. But it's just so that we can help the listeners. Yeah, we're just trying to it's help not, people. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, but no, really, if they're like, you know, and then my ex did this. It's when they're the victim. When they're yes. the, they play victim, and you hear somebody for the first time you meet them. And they're like, and my effing, you know, ex-wife did psycho. this. Psycho. They're always psycho. Yeah, everybody's psycho. Yeah. Everyone's a psycho. It's like there is some truth to what you're here. There's two sides to every story. And there's some mm-hmm. truth to what you possibly might be hearing. For example, I remember, let's go with boyfriend B2. B2 would tell me that his baby mama was nuts. And she probably was, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, but... I remember one time he told me that they went to a restaurant and she got up and she walked out. And I was like, that's so toxic. Mm -hmm. Who gets up and walks out of a restaurant and leaves you sitting there? That is so horrible. And I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, this poor man, he endured such bullshit. Oh, well, I realized that until one day, (laughs) apparently my elbow was on a bar. Like, we were out in a strange town. My elbow was on a bar, and he said the bar was dirty, and he was right. And I just kept putting my elbow on the bar because I was drinking, and I wanted to lean up on something, you know? Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants to just stand straight with a drink in their hand. I want to, like, lean on something. You're drinking. You're getting all you know, I'm just wobbly. Like, yeah, I'm getting, like, I needed the bar to hold me up yeah. a little, you know? Yeah, or stop drinking. But you go, go ahead. Right. No, at the time, you know, I was on vacation. So I put my elbow on the bar for probably the fifth time, not in meaning to do it in like a, you know, F you kind of way. And he got pissed and left me at a bar in a strange town. Wow. That is, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. See, see, I'm normally, we decided that you're the funny one and I'm the serious one. So we let you use all the profanity. But 
That's fucked up. That is super messed up. But when you told me, I don't think you realized how fucked up it was. I didn't realize it. It hit you later, like a little time bomb. You texted me and said, he left me in a fucking bar. I'm like, yeah, that's (laughs) that's bad. (laughs) Oh, now you realize it two months later. But that that was, the, the reason I'm telling you this is because it made me think back to when he told me about his psycho ex. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? She might not be that psycho because it seems like you do the, you you behave in the same way. You have the same behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I don't know what the relationship exactly was like, but I'm assuming this was a norm in their relationship. Yeah. And I think that when you're 20, I'm this is me. When I was okay. 20, I should use myself as an example. When I was 20, I did stupid shit in relationships and I wanted to be right all the time and that was important to me and I wanted to prove that I had a voice. I don't give a shit about that now. Now mm. it's like, you know what? Let me I'll Let's respect just... you. You respect me. Don't fucking leave me at a bar when I have my elbow on it cuz I needed to to hold me up a little. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, that's absolutely. just So well, again, what, red what, flag, right? Absolutely red flag. So two things about that. One, to go back to you talked about how people talk about their exes as as a red flag. I think that people's exes can do bad things or can have toxic behavior. But one, it's a red flag if they bring that up date number one. Sure. You shouldn't be hearing about the exes like right off the Correct. bat. Correct. And you shouldn't but, be bad mouthing them like they're an asshole, they're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, they may do really shitty stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and psycho is the most commonly used term. But what I would look for, if you're talking about an, an ex, I think I would want to hear, okay, what part did you play in it? It takes two people to yes. dance. Now, you may not have been as bad as that ex, but there's some part that you played in it. And if you put everything on that other person, then a lot of times I'm thinking- Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. You, you might be the problem. And then the thing you talked about with the bar, the thing that hit me when you told me was, okay, that's putting your elbow on the bar. What happens when something more serious happens? Right. You know, what happens when there's a medical emergency? Yes. Or you accidentally sideswipe their car. And that would be something I would do. What would be something you would do? Sideswipe? Yeah, I've done that many times. On purpose? No. Oh, Oh my God. What do you think? I'm psycho? I I don't know. I don't know if that was in in retaliation. No, no, no. It's I just have bad luck with cars and driving other people's cars. Okay. It's like I get into little snafus. So, but like, could you imagine? Note to self. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Could you imagine coming in and telling somebody like that that mm. you accidentally sideswiped their car? All right, yeah. Oh I my would, god, yeah. I would just skip town instead because I'd yeah. be like, "What? Well, I mean, what?" Yeah. yeah, I got left there because of a dirty elbow. Okay, so let's talk about examples of red flags. Okay, because I feel like this helps. This is like mm-hmm. this is the funny part of of mm-hmm. this is where we make a light of all the really fucked up shit that we've been through. You got to laugh about some of this stuff. No, if you no, can't, you have to. If you can't find the humor in it, then you're going to have a pretty sad life. If I can't do stand-up comedy with this shit, mm-hmm. this is the next best thing, this podcast. But maybe the next thing should be stand-up comedy. Maybe it is. Okay. Maybe someone will hear this and want to, like, bring me up. You know, like, maybe I'll move to L.A. and become a comedian. And I'll just use all the material. And it'll all be true. That'll be the best part. Just just you? So, I mean, so you're cutting me out already. <laughs> so I, see... See, here's the thing. This is a red flag. I thought I thought we were I thought we were gonna be a, a comedy team. And, Wait, let me see. Yeah. That is um hmm. You're feeling insecure in the relationship right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the so I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Thank you for enlightening me. No, no problem. I, I thought we were we gonna we were gonna be a comedy <laughs> team. Like we'd have a sitcom or something. We'd have like yeah, you know, you're right. I sh- I forgot about you. I'm so sorry. I was worried about okay. myself. All okay. Right. All right. You want to start? Or you want me to go? What are we talking about now? Red flags. Okay. Should we talk about what we're drinking? Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about what we're drinking since Jerome doesn't even know where we're at right now. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jerome? Well, in a previous podcast, I had a hard you, seltzer. Hard seltzer with a splash of vodka. And now I'm having vodka with vodka a splash with, of with a splash of hard <laughs> yeah. See, you know, if we're going to be a comedy team, you can't be fucking stealing my punchlines. <laughs> You're just, you're just all bad with this. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were going to say that, actually. Red flag. If you guys are keeping score at home, red flag. Jerome 2, Constance 0? I, I think it would be the opposite. Okay. All right. I was just testing. Well, we'll get, I was maybe testing to see how drunk one and One and one. All right. Deal. See yeah. how, now, do you see how the compromise is there? Yes. Was that nice? That was, that was very healthy. Yeah. And non-toxic. See? And non-toxic. I like that. Good job. See? Good. Thank you. Um, I'm drinking a hard seltzer with a splash, what I thought was a splash of vodka, but I think Jerome is trying to make sure I don't drive home tonight. So <laughs> I'm not sure what he gave me. I don't want you sideswiping <laughs> cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you ready for my red flags? Yes. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to just bang them out. All right. Okay. So boyfriend one after age two, he contacts me through Facebook. This is where we talked about predatory, predatory sort of, uh, his predatory nature. He contacts me and hears from my ex-husband, because we all had all worked together, hears that I, he's getting divorced. My, actually, my ex-husband asked him to go to lunch because he was like, hey, bro, which is probably something he'd say. Hey, bro. Oh, wait. You got to back up a second there. What? H2. H2. Asks B1 mm-hmm. to go to lunch. Yeah. Because... Because he heard he's getting divorced. Like, maybe we could be, like, bros. Oh, he's, he's trying and, to be supportive of... Of B1. Yeah, he's like, let's let's talk about our exes and like talk shit about her. What B1 ends up doing is saying, I can't, I'm busy. And then he messages me. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Okay, so, so he finds out. I'm divorced. You're divorced. So when you're H1, who you're not divorced from yet. H2. H2. Get the husbands H- right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I know. It's hard to keep track. You yeah. have the same number. You know. The last husband. What? You know, we get divorced. He okay. reaches out. He needs a friend, and then instead of this guy like going out for lunch and friending him, he ends up finds out that finding, you're you're available now, me. and says, "Okay, I'm gonna message like, yeah. you." So he says to me, "Hey, we used to work together 15 years ago." I he basically says in a nutshell, "I have always had a thing for you," which is interesting because I was like, I don't remember him ever even being cooperative when I would try to like work with him. Mm-hmm. He was like a jerk. And he's like, yeah. no, I was just nervous around you. And I would always like, everybody knew I had a thing for you and you're my type, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Of course, ego. Feeding ego. The, 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 my damn ego. And of course, then let's talk about my ego again and how I'm like, well, he messaged me instead of going out with my ex. So, I kind of like won so, that one. So did you know that H2? <laughs> yeah, I knew. Oh, I knew they were supposed to go to lunch because my it's, ex-husband told me they were supposed to. Kind of sounds like your ego is the source of a lot of it's your It's a lot of my problems. I think we're learning a lot about me. Yeah. So, okay. We we're going to fix you before And before, before this, this podcast is over. is over? All right. Okay. So, just to recap, husband two contacts boyfriend one before he was boyfriend one. Right. To say, hey, let's support each other because we're both getting divorced. 
yep. boyfriend one, who is not boyfriend one yet, says, Constance is available now. Instead of going to lunch with him, he messages you and says, let's I've always had drinks. a, wow. Yeah. I, let's go for drinks. I've always had a thing for you. So I'm like, uh, all right, fine. So okay. we go. And I have a horrible time. Because, because this guy makes you uncomfortable, uncomfortable. And he talks about himself the whole time. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a red flag. That's a red that flag. That is red. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that is another red flag, people. Okay. I came up with that one just to. All right, listeners, to, put it in your little, you know, if you're keeping your, track. Your scorecard. Yes. So I go out, don't like him, don't like him at all. Okay. And then he wants to go out with me again. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, don't be a bitch. You know, that's mm-hmm. my old, that's my thing in my head. So I go out with him again. And I go out with him again, and then he messages me every single day of my life, hundreds of times a day. Another red flag. Red flag. Okay. I didn't know this, guys. I didn't know. I didn't know this was a red flag. I just thought this guy really likes me. And in case you don't know, you can learn from Constance's experience. (laughs) Now, remember, let's cut me a little slack. I got married at the age of 18. So I never had a lot of experience dating. Okay. So in my defense... I don't know a lot of these things. Okay. Okay. I mean, I say whatever you want. Okay. So then he ends up, we're not even dating. Okay. He is mm-hmm. just trying and he's asking me everything about myself. I mean, the texts all day are, what's your favorite flower? What's your favorite color? And what's your favorite music? Where do you like to eat? Your favorite restaurant? Everything that was my favorite. Now, I don't think anybody is actually trying to gain this knowledge. I used to joke around with him and be like, what are you putting together a report? Oh, he was. He was putting together a report to make sure he molded himself into the man that I thought. That that, missing puzzle piece. Yep. Oh, I walked right into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that this was happening. So Mm -hmm. I end up, you know, he starts becoming that missing puzzle piece. So I end up going out with him and I end up finding that I'm liking him. And he's, I mean, he's incessantly texting me. And I like, uh, I like persistence. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'm admiring this, that he's persistent. Some days I don't even text him back. Some mm-hmm. days I just look at my phone and I'm like, I can't deal with this guy today. And he still shows up. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was something I felt I needed. Okay. We're not even dating. Okay. We're seeing each other. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, we can meet, we can have meetings. All right. We're meetings. not at the dating level. We're yeah. not having dates. We're having Conference meetings. room. <laughs> Neckties. So he's like meetings. Call him what you want. You know, as long as I'm in your presence, blah blah blah. You know, love bomb, love bomb, love bomb. Flowers mm-hmm. at my door. Flower. You know, I would wake up and I would hear outside my door in the winter that he'd be shoveling, and I would be like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Just shoveling." And then he'd put a shovel in his car and go home. Wow. And I'm like, "What a sweet man." <laughs> so I'm now falling in love with the guy because. Who does that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I st- I'm still not dating him. I go and show up to his house one day. It's around Christmas time. And I see on his fireplace mantle stocking holders with his name, his daughter's name, his son's name, his brother lived with him, his brother's name, my name, and my two kids' names. Well, okay. And, and you're still having meetings at this point. We are not even dating. Wow. And I see... That my name and my kids' names are on his stocking holders. And there are stockings for them. And I 110% was like, I think this is a red flag. This might be a red flag. 
So, so you you did think that was? I thought this was that odd. you did think that was weird. I thought it was odd. Yes. Okay, I was I was about to be concerned about you for. But then I was like, maybe he's just sweet and thoughtful. So I talked myself out of seeing the red flag. Don't judge me with your no, silence. No, no, no judgment there. He's got a he's got a stocking for you and my kids and your kids. Yes, that is it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Let's just say it. Okay, so. How did, because I think some of these things work in, in, a, in such a way that was it, was there something that in your previous relationship was maybe missing that this guy tried to fulfill? So, um, you know, so we talk about some, some of your maybe not being supportive or your needs not being met. And then this guy goes, oh, I'm going to do the stuff that was, that was missing. So if he's, so if previous relationship the person's not quite as thoughtful. And then this person appears to be thoughtful. You go, oh my God, that's what I was looking for. He would actually tell me, like, I'm putting you on a pedestal. You are the most important thing. I am I am worshiping the ground you walk on. He would tell me this, okay? Wow, okay. He would say, I'm your support. I'm here for you. I am, he would, act. I mean, it's easy to act in the first several months like an angel. It's very easy to do that. It's very mm-hmm. easy to show somebody that you are an angel. And oh, so yeah. it was like, wow, this guy is everything I've ever wanted or everything I've ever looked for. Mm-hmm. So these red flags, I was like, eh, I don't know. Okay. You you were uncomfortable the whole time. So this is one of the things that's sort of I'm still uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to wrap my mind I around. I know. It's hard. It's hard. That you were never quite comfortable, but this still continues to go on. It still continues to go on. I still continue. And, and a lot, of, I will tell you, he manipulated my family. Like he ended up somehow connecting with my sister and my daughter via Facebook. And he was like, they loved him, loved him. They were like, you need to be with this guy. You know, mm-hmm. you need to, like, this is who you need. We want him to be a part of our family. Wow. So he manipulated them as well. And that really is probably what pushed me closer to him. Because I'm like, my daughter loves him. My sister loves him. I'd screw up a two-car funeral. Check episode number two or yeah. number one because that's yeah. what that talks about. We, we so, decided that you could handle a three-car three three funeral. A three-car. But I was like, I shouldn't trust myself. I have a bad history. Mm-hmm. This is probably, they're probably right. And Let's just make, Christmas comes around, he buys me extravagant gifts, ridiculous, like a car starter. It's $1,200. Wow. I'm not even dating him. And my family's like, oh my God, oh my God, he loves you, he's amazing, why can't, you know, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, all right, like, let me get in, let me get into this. And sure enough, I end up falling deeply in love with this guy. I think that I will spend the rest of my life with him. Wow. Yes. So at this point, does the nervousness go away? The nervousness was always there. It really was always there. Um, something felt uneasy. I couldn't. And he would always say to me, you always have one foot out. And I would be like, what are you talking about? And he was right. I always had one foot out. There was always something that didn't sit right with me. I couldn't figure it out. And I finally saw it. When everything came to fruition, which was a year later. So to me, I would think, how old was your daughter at the time? He, Nine, he, 18. That he friended her on Facebook? 
Yeah, and then they would go out. He would take her out, and they would go to, like, the gun range, and she thought that was cool. See, and- that to me, that to me, if you guys aren't in a relationship, to me, that seems like. Boundary like crossing? Boundary, yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And it was, but she was happy. Everybody was happy. It just seemed like the greatest fit. So there were just a lot of boundary crossing things that happened. And, of course, those things progress. You start to see the red flags, and then they get. Then he would reprimand my dog. Then he would reprimand my son. Okay. Then it turned. That's crossing the line. Yep. And then it turned into my family hated him. Wow. He would try to put a wedge in between my sister and I, who we are very, very close. He tried Tried to to isolate you from the family. A hundred percent. He actually. Which is a classic act of, of. People that are toxic. It's 100%. And I didn't see it. You don't see it till you get out. You really don't see it. And it's so hard to explain. I'm a pretty intelligent woman who is strong and really and truly just, I don't know how I got suckered into it, but you do. How long was there between when your family loved him and then... Probably five months, a good five, four or five months. And then they started to see it. You know, my sister would say he's trying to get in the middle of us. He actually caused a huge argument at a dinner party between us because I thought he was joking and my sister didn't think he was joking. He was trying to tell her that I let my son outside to play with the neighbors and I go take a, I go to, I take a nap while he's outside at the age of like three or four years old playing by himself. And I'm like, I mean, my, I didn't oh my think God. my sister would actually believe that. And she did. And I'm like laughing it off. Like, are you kidding? And we, they really caused a wedge in our relationship. And I, I realized, mean, I know you and I, I yeah. know you and I know there's no way that you would do that. And I'm like, why would you say that to my sister? You know, like what, what's wrong with you? But he was really creating this wedge. Even with my daughter, he would, he would act like there was a competition between them for my time or my energy. And I mean, as it, as things went along, things started to seem clearer and clearer to me. Well, he's trying to isolate you, so he needs to get between you and your sister right? and you and your daughter. And he's talking about marriage. I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm, I mean, he just kept talking about it, planting the seed, talking about it. And finally, the last straw was that I just, he, he had raged one night. He was angry and over nothing. Like, I would start to see anger. And that's, I mm-hmm. think, where I got a lot, there, that's where a lot of my um, anxiety came from because I was so afraid of his anger. It was okay. like I didn't quite see all the anger he encompassed, but there were times that I would see him angry at a dishwasher. And, I mean, the way he behaved was so out of control I was like, if he can behave like that with a dishwasher, what would he do to me? Yeah. And so there was a time that he finally just flipped out. I think the house was shaking. He was screaming so loudly. It scared the shit out of me. I ended up leaving, calling his ex-wife and trying to, I'm like, what am I dealing with? And she just laid it out for me. And I ran fast. I mean, it took me a long time to see those red flags. But I got out of there, and I went no contact, and I have never looked back since. That is— It was that a, is, it was a crazy year of my life. So that is—I mean, that's a pretty short time for all of those things to occur. Yes. Usually but my the, track record so, is like 7 to 15 years. <laughs> so this was like a big deal that I saw this within a year time frame and like got out. That's progress. I know. You're getting better. Growth. Okay, so, <laughs> growth. <laughs> growth. You 
this whole thing happened within a year. Beginning of the year is when H2 calls him and then he contacts you. Right. Well, right before Christmas. So, yeah. Okay. And then five months in, your family is saying, this is the guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're saying it from day one. Oh, they're saying it from day one. Day one. And then five months in, they're like, no, this is, no, we're kidding. This isn't the guy. Oh, five months in, they're yeah. saying that. Yeah, they're like, nope. But this, at this point, flags. you are already. Oh, yeah, I've already. Uh, like You're already trapped. What, correct. Ensnared. Yes. I like that word, ensnared. I like that. I'm going to use that a lot. Okay. I like using, different, like, shenanigans. That's a good yeah, one. That's a good one. I use that. I'm going to use that at some point. You guys, stay tuned <laughs> for that. So, five months in, they're saying run. You're in this already. You're. Yeah. You're, now I'm in it. Now, now I'm committed. Like, now you're yeah. committed. You never quite feel comfortable. I never quite feel comfortable. I get about a thousand text messages per day okay. from this man. Okay. I end up seeing write you know, that down. That's a that's a yep. red flag. I end up seeing I go out with my friends and he would say, Don't cheat on me. Wow. And I would be like, that's a really odd thing to say. Okay. That's, so jealousy, that's jealousy, insecurity. Okay. He wouldn't be mad about me going out with my friends, but somehow there was an argument about something else every single time I went out with my friends. Okay. And it so was he's like, upset about you going correct, out with your friends. Correct. But we would disguise he just it as something else. He it into, mm-hmm. into something else. Another red flag. Okay. So, right. I hope you guys are writing all these things down. Again, we should we we are not professionals. No, we so can't diagnose. We, we can't, don't know what we're doing. We're really fucked yeah, up. Don't, yeah, we're just, don't take our advice. Just, this is entertainment purposes. But if you happen to get something out of it, then that's a bonus. <laughs> So you you are never comfortable. You get with him because your family says this is the guy that you need in your life. That you need in your life. Where did the love come in? I you know what? That okay. So here's what I learned from that relationship. And okay. I'm so grateful for as messed up as that was and mm-hmm. for as heartbreaking as it was to walk away. I learned that you don't ignore red flags. I learned that red flags can be all of these things, like the love bombing and the flowers and the, you know, I can't live thousand, without you. Thousand texts a day, love at first sight. Can't, that shit is dangerous. Stockings. Stockings yeah. for your kid. Danger, kids when. Right, yeah. Danger. Contacting, getting, being Facebook friends with your kids. 100%. But I learned that, you know what, when you get to know somebody, even if it's not really the real them, you can actually fall in love with somebody that I, I did not know that okay? okay so I saw that I di- I was able to do that yeah. so I do believe that when you get to know somebody you could fall in love I never actually gave my heart to anybody even though mm-hmm. I was married before this was probably the first relationship that I was ever able to give my heart to somebody and to open up and he helped me take down my wall he saw my wall he knew he would say mm-hmm. when he first met me you have a wall let like just take down a brick Take down one brick for me. Take down two bricks. He really did help me to take down my bricks. Now, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But I learned how to do that through him. Otherwise, I would have been still walking around with that wall going through relationship after relationship. Wow, so okay. I'm so grateful that he took the time to try to help me do that, if that makes sense. I know okay. it sounds so, so messed up. So my my, my brain. is going to explode. You know I'm a thinker. And the wheels are turning there. I can't even. I might need another drink to, to process <laughs> this. So. It's it's almost hard to wrap my mind around this whole thing. Yeah. Because 
he had all these negative behaviors and the benefit you got out of it was in spite of the negative behaviors. You know he's what? trying to get he's trying to get you to take your walls down so that he can get into you further and get a better hold on you. Yes. And in spite of all that, he taught me about me. He taught me that I what what I'm capable of and he taught me a lot about myself. You know, you get out of a relationship or a marriage and you don't know what the hell you're looking for. You're just like he he at, he took the time because of course for the reasons he wanted to, you know, he wanted to know every little detail to make sure he morphed himself into being what what I needed or wanted. But he made me realize, you know, he would ask me, favorite restaurant? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I did everything for everybody else. I never had the time to sit down and think for myself mm-hmm. or think of what I wanted. And he would ask me hard questions. Do you ever want to get married? Or, you know, what what does a blended family look like to you? Or what does success look like for you in terms of a relationship? I didn't know. I had no idea. He made me really sit and think, and I had to come up with answers. And for that, I am so grateful. Even though I put up with a lot of insanity and anxiety, I am so grateful for that because I know that well, I can now open myself up to somebody else. That's really interesting. But I wouldn't You're, recommend it to anybody out there. Wouldn't recommend what? Don't like— Oh, take the route that you took. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't go— don't Every, go investing yourself in some crazy, psychotic, toxic relationship. Everyone has their own path. So one of the things I would wonder is you you got something out of this. And I think that's important to say. So we, we talked about how people sometimes say, oh, my ex was psycho. And it makes it seem like they're, they're all bad or that everything about the relationship was negative. Correct. Sometimes you can learn things. From relationships, even from though cycles. the relationship doesn't, what's that? From cycles. From cycles, even though the relationship doesn't doesn't quite work out. Yeah. The other thing I would think is that maybe you were you had this wall up. Mm-hmm. Somebody says, "Hey, take the wall down." You're not taking that wall down unless you're ready to take the wall down. Right. Or don't even know how. Or, or you know don't that even wall know how. has been up since I was a child. I mean, yes. infancy, and I I did not know how to take that wall down, and he was patient. And helped me to take that wall down. He really did. He really was like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay yeah. to open up. Granted, it was the wrong take, person to do it to. Take, but Take the wall down so I can get inside yeah. and rob the store. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? Regardless of it, I truly am thankful. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, one of the, can I yeah. say some things about, say some about, things. Th- about this? Well, I don't, I don't know. This is just amusing to me. This guy, and correct me if, if okay. I'm wrong. But apparently went into H2's house and stole all the light bulbs. Is okay. that is that right or am I misinterpreting? No, no, no. That-, that that he did do that. He went into my um the house I lived in. I was moving out and I was giving the house to my husband. He went in and took all the light bulbs because he hated him so much, which I like if anyone should have hated this guy, I, I would think it would be me. You know, I was the one married to him for, yeah. for, together for 15 years. I don't know what you hate the guy so much about. Yeah. But in my mind, instead of looking at it as a red flag, oh God, I hate, I know. Is, I said to myself, well, he's just being, he doesn't like him because he was so toxic and mean to me. And to so I me, justified it. You justified it, which I think we talked about yes. a lot of times we do with red flags. But I heard this and I went, holy shit, that is diabolical behavior. <laughs> Another word I enjoy using, diabolical. 
I don't get to use it often. Oh, well, there you so, go. So when I do, but diabolical behavior. And I, I, I would say that one thing to think about is even if you haven't seen this red flag or seen this negative behavior directed toward you, when you see someone do something like that, that is just something that they're capable of because that is a part of their character. And if they can do that to someone else, they can do it to you. Oh, 100%. And you just have not seen it yet. So I, we were talking about this person in a previous episode, and she would have favorite places she would like to go, favorite restaurants, and she would know the chef. And Wait, are we talking about your ex? Who are we talking about? This is not ex-wife. This is the toxic person that you asked me about in the previous episode. Okay, okay. With the love bombing, and she called her grandmother to oh, make yeah, it. Oh, okay. yeah, So she... Well, wait. She, what's her title? I'm, I'll get back to you on that. After after ladies out. I don't have these... Is, is, oh, you titled all my people, but we don't know her title? You titled them. It was a lady that you were involved in. A, involved a lady with. I was involved okay. with. Okay. And so fine. she would have places she would go, whether it would be a hair salon or a restaurant and she would know the chef and they would know how she liked her food and, and, and that sort of stuff. And it would almost never fail that at some point there would be some sort of falling out and she's never going to that restaurant again. Ooh. And I'm like, holy shit, that is, I'd hate to be in that position. It sucks to be you. I didn't know. It was your next? I, I didn't know I was next. <laughs> and so I have this thing that I say that people do what they do because they are who they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, or does it sound? 100%. And so people do things because that's their character. It's like the person that has a pet tiger and a tiger tries to bite their face off and they say, oh my God, I can't believe this tiger tried to bite my face off. It's a fucking wild animal. <laughs> and that, that is what they do. So you can't be upset. You can't be shocked. You can't be shocked that this tiger tried to eat you because that is just how they are. Now, if you have, I don't know, a poodle and the poodle tries to eat you, that that's a shocking thing. <laughs> but if you, you you have a wild animal as a pet, you, you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be on the lookout for being a meal at some point. So people do what they do because they are who they are. So if you see somebody uh, exhibiting toxic behavior towards someone else, no, that's probably going to be you at some point down the road. You're right. A hundred percent. So what at, do at we do? At some point, okay, your light bulbs are going to be stolen. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't light bulbs. It was a couch. Okay. Okay. But we'll oh, get, I digress. Okay. I digress on the couch. Okay. Anyways, what do you do when you see red flags? Well, first of all, you have to recognize that it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And that's the difficulty for most of us because you can't do anything unless you realize that it is a red flag. And one of the things that you probably, I would say, just happened as a matter of you being close with your family, is your family said, hey, this, this is, this is kind of weird. He wasn't able to isolate you enough so that he could keep you separate from your family. I would say, you see these red flags, sometimes you gotta tell your story. You gotta tell somebody, hey, this happened to me. A lot of times, I know in my case, I can be, you know, I don't, I don't want people to know this. You kind of keep to yourself and then you justify it and make it okay. Sometimes you got to tell your story. Sometimes, you know, you might have to go to therapy 
the quick answer is to say you should run when you see a red flag, but you should talk about it. Is what you, you're you should talk you about. You should talk about it. Ask other people and see. Sometimes we don't do that because we already know the answer. Well, right. Sometimes you don't want to know the you answer. Don't want what to is, know. What is the answer? I don't want to know. Right. Right. You want to stick your head in the sand. So the moral of the story is, red flags suck. Yes. We should run from them. We should talk about them. Mm-hmm. And when we see a multitude of red flags, we are not the bull. We're not the bull. And don't don't mean stop. Don't get a pet tiger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot. I hope you learned a lot. Yeah, I I certainly learned a lot, or I was at least amused. <laughs> and and then we're we're gonna have a sitcom somewhere down the yes. road. Am I still in the? Well, yeah, I'll need okay. a I'll need a co-star for this. Sitcom. Okay, and somebody to carry the bags. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's for for signing off for Too Fit to Be Tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.